and welcome back to the Point B Podcast. This is episode 12, your Friday slash Thursday debrief. Tomorrow is the 1st of uh, January for 2021. So I'm going to launch this today. That way y'all can listen to it um, while you've got nothing else to do leading up to midnight tonight. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do. It's probably going to be Call of Duty or Skyrim related, but we'll see. Um, Today is going to be light on politics uh, intentionally, not because there's nothing to talk about, but because I feel like given the current circumstance and situation in the country that there's some better things to talk about, at least for today. Um, But before we get into it, I want to talk to you about Black Rifle Coffee. You've heard me talk about them before. My friends and family have been hearing me talk about them for years, and I'm sure they're sick of me talking about them, except my dad, because my dad's a coffee snob. Black Rifle Coffee is the the best, the, mo- the freshest cup of coffee you're going to get. And what's beautiful is it's COVID-friendly, so it's just dropped off in the mail for you. And you place the order, you hit submit, whatever, money comes out of your bank account, and then the beans are roasted, and then they're shipped to you. And it's, a, it's an amazing, amazing process that they have. Um, you can buy ground, whole bean, whatever. I personally love the whole bean. I like just black. I like the five alarm and the freedom roast. Mainly the freedom roast I like because of the bag. You should check it out. BlackRifleCoffee.com. Really cool bag and branding. The design and everything is just beautiful. From a, a business perspective, Black Rifle Coffee is kind of like a... I don't even know what to call them. Um, they're doing everything right. They're an anomaly and it's amazing. I love it. So uh, BlackRifleCoffee.com, if you try them out and you really like their coffee, go back, go to the subscription, sign up for a monthly or bi-monthly or twice a month, whatever, whatever cup of coffee you love to drink, figure out how, how fast you go through a bag and then set up a subscription. That way, you know, you're getting right to the bottom of that bag and you're thinking, oh man, I'm almost out of coffee. And then what do you know? You check the mail and there's a brand new bag. Never have to even think about it. So that's beautiful. Um, second of all, before we get into the show, please don't unsubscribe just because of the episode name. I had to do it. It, it popped into my head and, and I, I laughed harder than anybody will laugh at that joke to myself. Maybe out loud. My dog might have judged me, but I had to do it. So don't judge me the way my dog did. And with that, we'll get into episode 12 of the, Fri- of the Point B podcast. This is your Friday debrief on a Thursday. And with that, we are going to touch on some important political news stories very briefly. And then I want to get into some, um, I'll call it positivity, but just some forward thinking. What is 2021 going to look like? Um, Where do we go from here? So first uh, in politics, uh, we have the first Republican say that he's not going to certify the Electoral College. Think he was out of Missouri. Uh, That's in, um, I'm sorry, in the House. Uh, he joins Mo Brooks from Alabama in the Senate, also objecting to the Electoral College results. And technically, the way that system works is if there's one in each house, then the uh, the House and the Senate go back to their own house, to their own, um, man, I'm blanking. I'm sorry. Their own buildings, whatever you want to call that. There's an official term. I don't know it right now, but they're going to go back. They're going to debate amongst themselves, decide whether or not they want to certify the vote. 
obviously I, I can't imagine that process resulting in anything other than um, the electoral college being certified. So kind of a nothing burger there, but it, uh, it gets clicks. So everybody's spewing that one out. There was a Georgia audit of uh, the Dominion, not the Dominion votes, the uh, signature verification on like 15,000 votes. Um, everybody from the Trump legal team was tweeting uh, big news about to drop, dropping a bomb today, whatever. Um, and then there was a 99.99% signature accuracy. So I think it was the governor of Georgia said, three strikes, you're out. You know, it's time to move on. Well, I'll get into my feelings on that in a second. Um, also something to keep to note in Georgia, because I think it has implications nationwide, is that there is a poll done, which of course we know polling is not what it used to be. Uh, but 55% of Republicans who are not voting in the Georgia runoff say that they're, they're not voting because they are confident, they are sure, they are positive that the process is rigged. Um, so that's an, that's an upheaval for polling. That's an upheaval, upheaval for, um, you know, where do you campaign when it comes to trying to win elections, trying to win swing states? Where do you allocate um, campaign dollars, things like that? It's huge. Because if 55% of the people who are saying they're not going to go to the polling stations and they're saying it's because they think the process is rigged that right there is is a huge indicator of just distrust in the entire system uh and that's dangerous as we'll, we'll get into in just a second in my mind i'm saying eh, good keep the the pollsters guessing keep the news media guessing i i, I was disgusted um not by the results of the election the results are the results whatever but election night, I stayed up and, and then seeing these states being called for Biden so early because of polling. It's like in my head, I've said it before, I just wish we could get rid of polling. And everybody just goes and votes. The votes are certified. And then the news organizations do their jobs and report the news, not their guesses, not their hypothesis or what they hope will happen. I, I We've just gotten so screwed up and, and turned this into a March madness of of elections it's ridiculous um but the good news is we got 600 bucks coming to us so uh yeah problem solved 2021 is going to be looking up at least uh in the amount of 600 dollars uh but seriously 600 dollars to everybody uh I, I don't believe that's necessary dan crenshaw from houston here in texas amazing dude i love him can't wait till he runs for president uh i'm assuming he's going to i'm just gonna speak that to truth dan uh, but he brought up, you know, is why are we paying everybody? The whole point of the stimulus was we locked your city or your state down. You cannot go to work. So here's a stimulus check to compensate you. I was on board with that. But now with so many states open, Texas has already taken the vow to not uh, have any more lockdowns, uh, no mask mandates, things like that. So why why is everybody just getting this little chunk of money? And why are we sending freaking billions of dollars to other countries? It's, it's nuts. And that is honestly something that brings into a, brings up a positive thing that I've been thinking. Um, and that social media has been calling this out. I mean, I, f I follow a bunch of meme pages on Instagram and, and I've, I deleted the Facebook app from my iPad, from my phone, because I'm tired of it. I still post to my story on Facebook just because, you know, you know, that option on Instagram, you can post to your Instagram and your Facebook story. So whatever I do it, 
but I don't check the comments anymore. I don't do anything on Facebook because it's so toxic. Instagram, not so much. Um, but on the big meme pages that I follow, and I'm talking the big ones, not just a conservative meme or anything like that. But the big meme pages are asking some actually questions that the news media should be asking in, in that um, all this money that was sent to other countries and yet Americans get 600 bucks. And there was so much money uh, given for the arts and essentially for Hollywood, for filmmakers and things like that. And it's like, why are we doing this? It, it makes no sense. And Trump did the same thing. And we'll get off of politics in just a second. Uh, Trump was like, no, I don't want 600 bucks per American. I want 2000 per American. And I want all these billions of dollars not going to other countries. Um, and so we'll see how that's going to work out. I think people are already getting their $600 check. And Trump signed that and said that's contingent on another 1200 or something like that. But he's still pushing for 2000 So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he's, he doesn't have very long in office anyways. But what that does lead us to is what I see as almost an inability for the American people to get straight facts. And so I have to ask the question, where do we go from here? Because how do you have a united country? You know, you look back at videos after 9-11. You look back at videos, I mean, really just five years ago. Um, Pre-Trump, really. Ah, Pre-Obama. There was plenty of division during the Obama years, but obviously Trump is an extremely divisive figure, so um, that's more recent. But you look at these videos where people are united, and you can even look at videos from today. You go to sporting events or you go to whatever it is, and there's all these people, and nobody cares about politics. But then we get on social media, and of course, uh, we, we go back to our, our sides. We stay in our lanes. But how do we have a country if we can't even agree on facts? I mean, you get a different fact, you get a different, obviously a different opinion, but different truths based off of what channel you watch or what newspaper you read or what social media account or influencer that you follow. The election is going to turn out however it's going to turn out. Um, but I think the ultimate truth that has been put in the forefront of everybody's minds right now is, is our country too big? Or maybe it's, is the government too big? And then of course we've seen Texas already talking about seceding again. It probably won't happen. You know, as good as that would be, Texas is pretty self-sufficient. Like forget the Southern wall. Let's start worrying about the Northern wall. Um, but does anything like that, does that really solve anything? No might solve things for Texans, but not our country in general. And our country is something to be cherished and something that I don't believe we should give up on simply because our guy doesn't get elected as president. Um, so some good news for those worried about Biden. He still needs to get reelected, so he's still got to appeal to at least half the country. Um and really, so does Kamala. I mean, let's be real. Biden's not going to be in office very long. So Kamala's also got to worry about reelection. And then so does the Senate in a couple of years. So I don't think they can get just, they can get, they can't get too crazy just yet. So we'll see what happens. But what about the rest of us? 
the rest of us Americans who are just living our lives, most of us living in, I mean, I'm to the point where I think just everybody lives in an apartment <laughs> because they're even out here in the hill country where I live, there are apartments just going up everywhere. I don't know if it's that people can't afford to build houses or people don't want to. I've always been the type where I, I wanted 100, 200, 500 acres with a big ass house right in the middle of it. And I want gates and I want trenches and I want sniper towers and I want dogs and a couple of giants um, guarding my place. You know, I don't want to see anybody. But at the same time, you know, I'm living in an apartment with my wife right now and we're out in the hill country, but we're also close to town and it's super convenient. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't have to cut the grass. So apartment living is actually pretty cool. But we're, we're, as a society, I think we're becoming more and more like each other, which begs the question, why are we still so divided? And I think it's because we can't agree on facts. We can't agree on the same truth. We, everybody's got their own subjective look at what the truth is. And that's dangerous. Um, I mean, it's New Year's Eve. So what is every single person going to be doing? They're going to be sitting, watching a news program or doing a movie marathon or just scrolling on social media, waiting for midnight so they can do the countdown and have that feeling of a fresh start. But what I've seen on social media, and it's it's really disheartening, it's kind of funny, but it's like, is 2021 really going to be any better? Because do you remember how we were talking at the end of 2019, like, oh God, this was the worst year ever. And then comes February 2020, and we all know how that turned out. So what's next year going to be like? It's almost like there isn't room for positivity anymore because everybody's like, bro, just shut up. Shut up with that positivity. Get out of here. Um, but I think it's going to be a good night, at least for me personally, to just breathe. I've got personal goals, you know, business, work, family, all that stuff that there are things I want to achieve. And what 2020 has done is it's made it very difficult at times. I'm, I'm always I'm an eternal optimist, but 2020 has really given some fresh life to the pessimist in me. And it's like, man, maybe, maybe I really am just completely out of control of determining my own destiny. And and even as it comes out on my mouth, I I reject it. You know, it, it's not how I want to live my life. I want to start 2021 the way I started 2020, and that was with a lot of energy. I had a lot of energy to do the things that I wanted to do, and it seemed like COVID kind of took the air out of a lot of those sales. Um, so 2021 maybe is a little bit of a mulligan, right? So with those personal goals, I'm going to write them down. I encourage you to, to do the same. Physically, write them down. Don't put them in your phone, in a notepad. It's going to get lost amongst the other 100 notepads that you've got of your 2 a.m. ideas or whatever. Write them down on a piece of paper on a sticky note. I love to put a sticky note on my laptop next to the trackpad. And that way, just those thoughts are always right there. And then act on them. Pray on them. Think about them constantly. What am I doing today to achieve this goal that I claim I have? If you're not doing anything to achieve your goals, are they really goals or are they more just dreams? There's a big difference between a dream and a goal. A goal means, okay, I got to put a plan into action to achieve this goal. A dream is like, oh, that would be nice, but 
And so I'm tired of dreaming. I'm done dreaming. I have goals and things that I want to achieve and I'm praying on them and I want to, I want to achieve them because it's going to, it's going to make my, my life, my family's life better. But at the same time, I've chosen goals that I believe like with this podcast, I truly believe maybe it'll only be one person, but I really believe a podcast dedicated to getting truths out there and speaking, you know, I'm not a, 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 an investigative journalist. I'm not breaking any news stories here i'm just relaying the information and i hope that the way i'm relaying that information from a as much of an unbiased standpoint as possible that that could change not the world maybe but you know a small community of people and i think that if if i have a small community of online friends that listen to what I say and they provide their thoughts back to me and y'all come on the show and we talk about things, we debate things, whatever it is. I think that that is life-changing in, in a way. There is a podcast that, well, screw it. I'll give them a shout out. Uh, Drinking Bros. That that was really the first podcast I really started listening to. And it was all because of a YouTube video. And I started listening at episode 18. They're at freaking like, I don't know, 400 something episodes now. I've lost track of them, but they inspired me to start the business. They inspired me to become financially, um, what's the word they used? Financial emancipation. And I really appreciated that. I appreciate the change it made in my life. Even though I don't listen to them anymore, it started me on this path of, you know what, listen, I'm not going to be a little baby about this. I'm going to achieve some goals. And I think it's important for everybody to have that mindset of, I'm not going to make an excuse. COVID-19 is not an excuse. COVID-19 was just one of those things you can't control. And so if you're not prepared for those groundbreaking, uncontrolled events, well, then you're just simply not prepared. And so you got to start thinking. I've seen so many things on social media where it's, you know, I lost my job, but thank God I have this other avenue of income over here, whether it's an eBay store or just just flipping stuff on Craigslist or Facebook marketplace or whatever it is, another revenue stream coming into your household is super important. Um, cause we've already, I've talking, I was talking to my wife the other day. What if, uh, my employer starts, um, mandating that we all get the vaccine or else, you know, employment terminated. And I, I'm still up in the air about that. I'm not sure if I want to take the, uh, the vaccine, I've said many times I'd rather just get sick and get over it than take a vaccine that, I mean, we're already seeing side effects and things from that, but whatever. I choose to find those little things that make me happy and make me feel fulfilled. When I'm fulfilled, I sleep well and I'm a nicer person. But when I'm stressed because I've got these things I know I need to do, but I'm just not doing them, that is stressful for me. And then I don't sleep and then I get even more stress and I get even more grouchy. So, so that's where, you know, these things that I enjoy doing, whether it's computer work or, well, there's different things. Um, and I, I'm always looking for a way to make a business out of it because, and this is something I think everybody should do. And I've seen many people do it that if you really enjoy traveling, you know, doing a travel blog and just finding a way to scrap together a few pennies here and there, and then it just snowballs, make a plan to, to do those things. Make 2021 the year that you 
pick a goal and you become more independent as a person so that there's less likelihood that you would ever depend on the government that when the government sends you a stimulus check for 600 bucks or 2000 bucks or whatever it is that it's like, okay, whatever. I didn't need it, but okay. I can, I've seen many people donate them. I've seen people just put them towards credit cards or whatever it is. Um, to where you are free, you are independent. And that's an important thing. I think, I think business ownership, could save this country from a social perspective, not economically, but from a social perspective where now everybody is a job creator. Now everybody sees, Oh crap. You know, I can't just start a business and pay my employees $15 an hour, amazing healthcare coverage and pay my taxes and still have something to take home for all of my 60 hours a week of work. There's some important perspective there. And I've seen a lot of people on social media saying, you know, talking about their hustles and their grinds. And I've also seen those pages where they're saying, I don't want to grind. I don't want to hustle because I just want to work my 40 hours and not worry about work anymore. And and there's, there's nothing wrong necessarily with that. But I think that inherently Americans are geared towards that American dream of, all right, how do I accumulate not wealth, but influence and not power but a network of friendship where, okay, oh, I got to go over here to go do this job, but I'm doing it with this guy because he's my friend and he's cool and we like doing business together. And so it becomes kind of a fun thing. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm speaking out loud at this point. I'm kind of off notes, <laughs> but uh, so back to my notes, I want to talk to you about Westworld. It's a show on HBO. I am going to be giving spoilers because it's not that new of a show. So if you haven't seen it, but you are interested in watching it, I will just say this. No spoilers right here. It's an amazing show. It's a genius show. And essentially what it is, it's robots who are used by humans uh, for various forms of self-gratification. And then the robots realize they're being used and stage a coup. And that that's not giving away anything. But from here on out, spoilers. It's a great show. Um, the The level of forethought in Westworld is amazing because really the technology in that show, I mean, as far as the, the robot metahumans or whatever, as far as that goes, that is insanely advanced technology. But other than that, just, you know, bringing the metaphor around to not robots, but to just us normal humans. And then there's the politicians and the rich and those in power. It's like, man, how much of our life is really just not in our own control? And the, the show goes down a dark hole in, in the, the question of freedom. Are humans meant to be free? Can humans handle being free? A couple of things that question led me to one time was, uh, I, I saw, I guess on Instagram or something, this amazing city in China or not, not a city. It was a mall. It's a beautiful mall, whatever. But just looking at at society and life in China, where it's kind of where we're going, where it's very, you know, everybody's in apartments, everybody goes to work, and then they go home, and they're on Facebook, and they're watching TV, and it's just a very scheduled, predictable life. Not a whole lot of anomalies or outliers. And that's that's utopia right there from a a government perspective, Um, because as Westworld showed, and it was beautiful the way they showed it, there's this computer they developed that can predict uh, very accurately 
what type of human you will be. And, the, and then it sets you on a path towards that. And if you're an undesirable, well, then you're just, you're basically a serf. You know, you're just, you're poor and you're, you're living underground or whatever. But then what this machine did in the illustration of it is, it, again, this is just freaking cool. But the dude, the main dude in power, has essentially like an Apple Watch on. And it's got this little circle made out of, I mean, if you zoomed in, it would be like a line graph in circular form, like a, a sun radiating. And then the outlier events, people doing things that aren't on schedule or aren't, weren't predicted, uh, they're little spikes, they're anomalies. And it's, it's insanely cool to see that because what it shows and it's something that they say in the show is there are those who can't be predicted, the outliers, the rebels, the skeptics, those are the ones that can't be controlled. So there's a certain level of uncontrollability or whatever that word is um, of the human race. But what this system did is it catered to those who can be controlled, you know, to the ones who, God, if they could just get off of work by five so they can go home and watch that baseball game or that football game or whatever, that that is where they derive value from in life. Well, those people can be controlled or people who are addicted to social media. Because if you're addicted to social media, you're probably not watching the news. So then they can just start inserting the news, whatever news stories they want into social media, blocking the ones they don't want people to see. And if it's not on social media, well, it's just never going to be seen. And we saw that with this past election. So it's, it's just a complete mind screw, really, to watch. It's three seasons. It is tough to watch because... Every episode is just so much in it, so much to think about. I've watched it three times through, and every single time I pick up a new element to it. It's insanely cool. Uh, but moving on from Westworld, something else cool on HBO, Invisible Man, decent movie, um, kind of a cool concept, something to watch if you're bored. Yeah. I don't know. Tonight we might do a movie marathon or something. I need new music. I need um, just new things to help me focus. I need... Yeah, new music. Um, but that leads me to a goal I have for the podcast is getting away from politics as a central thesis to the show and start getting more into just encouraging developing each other. I want to have musicians on the show. I want to have entrepreneurs and things like that. And I want to start talking about life-changing things that we're all passionate about. And if we're building a community, a way that this community can help each other. So uh, if you're a musician or you're a business owner or you know a musician or business owner, I'd love to have them on the show. I've got somebody lined up already. We just got to work out the times. But uh, start doing some interviews of people who've turned a 2020 situation into what I hope will be a 2021 success story. But we will see. We'll see how the year turns out. Uh, it, it may strike midnight tonight and then just all hell breaks loose and the... Uh, you know, the aliens. Oh, that's something else. Uh, in the stimulus package that they, or the budget that they passed, it started and everybody's talking about this. I know you've seen it. Joe Rogan's talking about it. So then everybody's seen it. Um, but there's a 180 day countdown for the Pentagon and, uh, I guess intelligence community in the government to release everything they have on alien life, UFOs and things like that. So that's going to be insanely cool. We'll see what happens there. Cause there's a lot of stuff coming out from the Trump, the Trump presidency where he's declassifying things and they're saying, yeah, no aliens, 
it's no longer a question if they exist. It's just a matter of what form are they friendly? How do they get here? What's their technology, whatever. Um, and then I've even seen the people saying, well, because of aliens, that's why we've had this knowledge technology explosion from, you know, horse-drawn carriages to microprocessors and AI and things like that. So 2021 might be just as interesting as 2020. I hope in a more positive way, not like watching a, a dumpster fire and somebody throwing fireworks into it, like, ooh, ah, uh, but ultimately still destructive. I hope it's really more of just a fireworks show, less dumpster fire. Uh, but with that, I'm going to cut this one short. Um, we're going to get back into the group of things after the new year. Everybody's back to work. Uh, the household is calm and quiet. But uh, leading into the new year, again, your personal goals, write them down. Talk about them with your, with your significant other, and if you if you don't if you can't find the motivation to do that, just try to hypothesize how much time you spend scrolling Facebook, like I did. Or actually, I didn't hypothesize. I looked at the uh, Apple, what is it, screen time thing or whatever, and realized just how many hours I spend on social media, really a day, and that it was depressing as crap. So yeah, deleted Facebook, and that was an amazing improvement on my life and my stress levels. But, um, yeah, I, I know I was kind of all over the place today, but as you're chilling there, as you're just relaxing, um, whether it's hot or cold, we, we had a cold snap last night. So we're going to have a cold, rainy, potentially frozen New Year's again here in Texas. So the wife and I will be stuck here. We'll just be chilling, which I love to do with her. And, um, yeah, I'm going to reflect on some stuff and start thinking, you know, what do I really want to do? What is passionate to me? I've already decided the podcast is something that I think can be something life-changing for a lot of people, um, if nobody else, just myself, right? But then aside from that, business, work, family, what do I want out of this next year? Um, I'm not going to make the typical year uh, New Year's resolution to hit the gym and lose some weight because that's a given. That's 365 days a year. I need to be making that resolution. <laughs> um but really more of a personal financial freedom base, you know, like what am I going to do? There's so many questions to ask. So it's a good, good night to ask yourself that. And then of course, pick a marathon, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, whatever, uh, pick something good, chill for a second. Last chance we have to really just regather our thoughts, gather our emotions, and then get back to life as usual. Um, but with that, while you're just chilling there with your phone open, Go to www.blackriflecoffee.com, check them out, order some coffee. I am going to be setting up tonight, I hope, I plan on setting up tonight a uh, Twitch streaming account so I can start doing some video for the podcast, make it a little bit more um, involved, I guess. Uh, not sure what the word is, but uh, just entertaining. And then, like I said, I'm going to have some interviews and then not a guest host yet, but there's some people that I'm, I'm wanting to sit with and talk to about their vision for a podcast like mine and how we can make this, how can we, how can we grow this and start gaining more influence? So stay tuned for that. For now, just follow us on Facebook. I still post stuff there from my phone. I just don't read a whole lot of comments or anything. Um, but if you do need to get a hold of us, find us on Instagram and direct message or Facebook and DM us. And that's where you can reach us. So until next time, this is the Point B Podcast, episode 12, your Friday debrief on a Thursday. Happy New Year. 
and we'll see y'all in 2021.